Hello? Is anybody home? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Home Yet podcast, a show where I bring on some of my friends to talk about all things related to the 20-somethings while on the search for the answer to the eternal question, Am I Home Yet? I'm your host, Oli, and today I actually have a special guest. Hello. Hello. If you remember this voice, this is Pinky. Hi, Pinky. Hi. How have you been? It's been a while since you've been on this podcast. I've been fine. I think I recall that in the last episode, I said that my MCAT exam was canceled. Right. But luckily, this year, I managed to rebook it and take it. And just yesterday, I submitted my application to the medical program. Ooh. It's all good. Okay. Was it hard? Was the MCAT hard? It was. <laughs> How long have you been preparing? Uh, it was kind of on and off for almost a year, I think. Mm, okay. Do you think that was enough? Was that enough time for you to prepare? Honestly, no. That's okay. That's okay. You did your best. I wish you good luck and hope for the best. Hope you get in. Thank you. But you've always been talking about the MCAT. But has there has there been anything else that's been happening lately? As for my personal life, I've just been staying at home as usual, staying safe. Right, because even though it's 2022, the pandemic is still going on. It's still here. And I think in the future, when I come back and listen to these episodes, I'll be like, why is this pandemic going for so long? Why is it I still know, happening? Right? But has there been any changes, even though you're still at home, which everyone should be staying at home and being safe? Has there been anything you've changed? Any new habits that you've picked up? Well, last year, I did an annual health checkup test with my family. And the results came out that we had just uh, our cholesterol levels were slightly on the higher side. So Ooh. I started picking up exercising again. And I've been making healthy snacks for my family, especially since my mom wants to cut down sugar. That's awesome. What kind of snacks? I've made energy bars, um, vegan cheese, almond bread, flax bread, oat bread, something along those lines. That's so nice because I also started baking last year, but I haven't been baking anything healthy. <laughs> I've been baking a lot of brownies, a Taiwanese egg cake. Um, I also tried baking a matcha cake, but then that didn't go well. So not exactly the best baked goods I could make out there. And they also didn't really work out as well. Mm. Has your family rated your baking? Yeah, they all like it. I mean, they usually finish it within a few days, so... That's my great. brother likes to gobble huge amounts of it in one setting. So, oh, then it must be really good. I hope so. You hope so. I want to try. I want to try your baked goodies. Next time. Next, next time. time. You can try it. Next time. The next time we meet up. Yes. Yes. All right. Talking about health, though. So it's like, it's mainly because you changed your eating habits and eating style because of that annual health checkup, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But like before getting that annual health checkup, was there any reason why you wanted to take it? My mom suggested that we did, so I did it along with her. Mm. <laughs> there was no particular reason. I don't know what, like, I don't know what struck her. She maybe because of the pandemic. Could be, yeah. She's been really concerned about her health as well, so she's been urging us to take better physical and mental care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Health isn't exactly related to body image. So you don't have to look a certain way in order to be healthy. So that is exactly what the topic of today's episode is about, about body image and not health. Well, it could be related to health too, right? Mm -hmm. But mainly body image and how we see and how our perspectives on our own body image is actually related to social media. I bet growing up, our body image has definitely changed. And I know, Pinky, you've mentioned in previous episodes that your perspective on your body image wasn't that great. So can you tell us again, what was your relationship with your own body image while growing up? So as y'all know, when I was a kid, I attended ballet classes on the weekends. I took ballet for approximately 10 years. So that's quite a long time. And during this time when I was participating and dancing, I had a lot of teachers who were mainly adults making these negative comments about my body specifically they said that i was overweight that i needed to lose weight and the worst part was i would be constantly compared to my other female classmates who were on the much slimmer and smaller side and sadly because of these comments that I received from my ballet teachers, it ended up translating to other parts of my life where whenever I go out, I would attempt to cover myself like fully from head to toe because I was scared that if I were to show skin or if I were to show a part of my body that I perceived to be bad at the time, that the public or any strangers that would walk past by would judge me for the way I looked. And I felt that covering up, covering myself up was the best way to prevent that negative judgment and that I would feel safe in my own skin. So you could say that my relationship with my own body image while growing up was very negative and toxic. Mm. And it's because of that specific group of people or that specific community that you spent your time with. It was mainly the adults, right? Yes. When you're very young, you don't really have a, you're not really aware of these body standards or your own body image. That's true. I didn't see anything or I didn't perceive anything to be wrong about the way I looked not until an adult told me so. 
adults play a huge role in establishing what a kid's standard or a kid's perspective on beauty or body or a good body image is. But like at the time when you were a kid, if if no adult told you what a beautiful body was, do you think it would have affected your body image? I think so. I think in that case, perhaps growing up, I would have I would have had more of a neutral to positive body image. And I wouldn't have to go through that period of time where I had extremely low self-esteem. It's a shame that like usually kids would look up to adults as role models or examples, right? But then once they start Mm -hmm. saying that um, you might not be good enough because of the way that you look, it really influences you because that's the time where kids start learning what's right and what's wrong. And Mm -hmm. so if a if an adult, the person you look up to says that it's, you're wrong, you're not good enough, it really sticks to you, right? It does. Thankfully, when I was a very, when, when I was very young, I didn't really have any external influences from adults to tell me what was a quote unquote good or quote unquote bad body image. Uh, I had a pretty good, a pretty positive body image, in fact. I don't remember, but my mom told me that when I was very young, this was when before I moved to America, I was very young and I stood in front of a mirror. And my mom told me that I was talking to myself in the mirror. And now that I say it, it kind of sounds narcissistic as an adult. But as a kid, when kids say this, it kind of sounds cute and funny. I told myself in the mirror, I said something along the lines of, I don't look pretty, but I'm pretty cute. (laughs) I mean, as a kid, it sounds cute. But then as an adult, if you say this, it sounds really narcissistic. It sounds like, wow, you you have that much self-esteem and confidence to say that you're cute in front of yourself. But as a kid, I think, yeah, it was because no adult told me, no one told me that no one told me what the standards of pretty or what the standards of cute were. Instead, I gave myself those standards. But definitely as I grew up, I think that body image, the standards of body image kind of, it definitely shifted, especially in school. So I didn't really have a community like you did, a tight-knit community that told you specific standards, but it was school that told me what the standards of the time were. And I think it was in middle school where the standards started increasingly getting more clear. Girls started wearing makeup and also girls started caring more about relationships. Um, The people who actually got into relationships, how did they look like? And I think that kind of formed my standard of what was pretty or what was cute, because usually the quote unquote pretty or cute people would get in, into relationships or more people would have crushes on them. What did you think? Well, I'm trying to look back at our school and I guess what you said is true. Like people did try to dress in a certain way so that they would be considered socially cooler or more popular. And I did notice that it, it was always the more 
pop their kids that got into relationships more and people did have more crushes on them. So yeah, you're definitely on point about that. I think social media started getting really popular in middle school and high school because I remember I remember social media started being a thing in early early middle school, I think, because Facebook, people started making Facebook accounts in fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. And then Instagram came in in middle school. That's what I remember. And back then, I don't think many people were active on social media. Not yet. It wasn't, it wasn't, it's not as of a big thing as it is now. So most of the influences back then were definitely the people surrounding us and not Mm. people online. Yes. And the people surrounding us were basically all of the people at school or in other communities that we we went to, like your ballet classes. But do you remember when social media actually started taking off? I think high school. Right? Probably, probably high school. Yeah. yeah. When like people started following each other on Instagram. I don't think Facebook was that huge. I mean, people did post pictures on Facebook, but then not as much as on Instagram. I thought it was a bit of both, though. Like, Facebook was more about the profile pictures, whereas Instagram, like, it was more about the post itself. Mm, right. I completely forgot about the profile picture. And I remember, man, the boom of the like button when oh, people yeah. started doing it for the likes on Facebook. Do you remember when people started actually using filters on Facebook? Or were filters more of a thing on Instagram? they were more of a thing on Instagram actually yeah I think I like when I posted photos of like just random things not necessarily myself I think I did use those early filters and then after Instagram started becoming a thing it's like before you felt like it was okay to take photos of random things and post it on Instagram but now it seems like you have to post a photo of yourself looking a certain way in order to get likes. Mm, That's true. And more and more people are using other apps to edit themselves, Photoshop themselves into a certain body shape, or even before, even before that whole entire process of editing, a lot of people take a lot of time just taking the photo, like angling themselves to look a certain way in order for the photo to look good. So are you an avid social media user? Well, I do check social media. and I do like, you know, classmates or friends' photos. But to post myself, to be honest, I'm quite lazy. <laughs> same, same. I, I cannot be bothered. But like, you know, obviously when I do want to post something, I will post it. But I'm not... I'm not a frequent poster. Me neither, especially on my private Instagram. Now that I have like other Instagram accounts, like I, I, I rarely post any pictures on my personal Instagram account. Yeah, because you need to, you know, because I enjoy wearing makeup as well. So I have to wear makeup. I got to wear nice clothes the background has to look decent the lighting as well and you have to pose and then after you take the photo you might just edit a little bit just to make the colors pop 
then you have to crop the photo and then you post it. You have to think of a caption. It's just too much of a hassle for me. I know. I completely get you, especially now that since it's harder to go outside. There's just no. I just don't have a reason to put on makeup, choose nice clothes, and go outside and take pictures. I just don't have a reason to do that. And even when I go outside, I don't really want to take pictures because then I would have to take off my mask, and then that wouldn't be safe. That's true. Even the thought of taking pictures when I go outside doesn't really cross my mind. It's not a priority for me, and it might not be the same for other people because a lot of people they do want to take pictures to post on social media. I think a lot of people put in a lot of time and effort in recording those memories,、mm. possibly more than experience those memories at the time. Going back to a body image, how has social media affected your views? Has it affected your views in any way? I don't think it has affected me as much as compared to some other people that I've seen on the internet. For instance,、um, for instance, on YouTube, I've seen a lot of YouTubers talk about how the way that social media is portrayed, or at least the person that portrays themselves on social media, is fake. It's different from reality. And there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes when it comes to social media. People edit their photos, they Photoshop, they put filters, they sometimes they distort themselves to the point that they don't even look like that in real life. And I have seen people, or at least they've wrote written comments online that these videos, these videos have actually helped them because they used to have very negative views about themselves, especially since they would constantly compare themselves to these people on social media or these people online, and that has affected their views on how they view their body image. I think we were fortunate enough. Growing up, that we didn't have this type of social media presence, or at least these influencers on social media weren't much of a thing back then. So I'm grateful that we didn't grow up with this type of pressure. So I'm not as affected, especially as I stated earlier. I did had a very negative body image going growing up. And I'm at a place where I have finally accepted myself for、mm. the way my body looks. Even though it was unfortunate that you had to grow up at such a young age, you had to learn about the standards of beauty, if there were any standards in the first place, and body image. Growing up with like this toxic mindset of what a body image, what a what. Bodies should look like. You kind of had to learn that from a young age. I also agree that it's kind of fortunate for us that we didn't grow up with social media, where we grew up just looking at the people surrounding us and just comparing ourselves to people surrounding us was already enough, in my opinion.、Mm. But、yes. now you have the whole world at the in the palm of your hands, and you can compare yourself to. Anyone 
well, at least anyone willing to put their picture up on social media in public. So it's like you've just increased the pool of people that you can and other people can compare themselves to. For me, I unfortunately did not have the same lessons at a young age because, again, at a young age, I had a pretty positive body image. But as I grew older and started understanding what beauty standards were, um, there were two specific instances that made me feel more insecure about my body image. And I think it started causing me to develop a negative body image. Both of these instances happened in university. Um, the first one was in class, and this wasn't even on my social media. It wasn't a picture that I posted. In fact, it was a picture that my friend posted. It was a group picture. So it had me and a bunch of other friends. And we were sitting in class one day. Well, a lot of people don't really listen in class. So my friend was scrolling, scrolling through Instagram. And apparently, so the person who posted this photo was a guy, one of my guy friends. And then his friend commented on my friend who was a girl, my girlfriend. And I don't know why, but the comment kind of stuck out to me where a friend's friend commented my friend, even though I was still there. I think that we were the only two girls in the photo. And the fact that a stranger picked out my friend compared to me, it kind of stuck out to me for some reason, especially during that time when I started noticing that this specific friend was attractive to a lot of guys. And a lot of, I noticed that a lot of guys would talk to her over me and they would choose, they would choose to talk to her over me in a lot of social settings. I noticed that people who looked like her, people who had this specific beauty standard or body image were more attractive on social media and also in real life. So that first comment kind of stuck out to me and it translated to how I started seeing myself in like the pictures that I posted online. And then the comments, I feel like it's sad that I say this now, but the comments that I get from those photos and the validation that I got from other people felt more important to me than how I actually felt wearing that specific shirt or wearing that specific dress. There was a period of time when I started, when I gained a little bit of weight and then that showed in pictures. And so the specific close friend pointed out that I looked fatter. Um, a year or two later, I posted a different picture that friend, that close friend mentioned that I look taller in that picture. And so in hindsight, it's crazy to me how I remember these comments and I, I remember how I felt when I received those comments more than how I felt wearing the actual dress or how I felt looking that way during that time. So I've definitely seen like how social media and how comments specifically comments on social media have affected my body image. Hearing about it, I just, I'm so sorry I had to go through that. I mean, I don't think I've ever talked about it. I don't think I've ever 
told them that, oh, your comment hurt me or your comment stuck out to me. I think I'm still afraid. I mean, I think we're scared because we're scared that we'll get rejected or dismissed by people that we care about. Exactly. That goes back to like validation from other people. I'm not even talking about validation from strangers on the internet. I'm talking about comments or compliments from the friends that you trust the most to give you valuable feedback or valuable support. But some people, some people do take these comments from strangers seriously, especially about their body image. You get these endorphins or you feel euphoric when you are being, when you're complimented, especially in a positive way that, oh, you look beautiful today, or you look better than the last time I saw you. I mean, everyone likes getting complimented. It makes you feel good about yourself. It boosts your self-esteem. Do you think someone could ever be too confident about their looks? Definitely. (laughs) I think there are some people that are quite narcissistic about it too. Yeah. I'm not not saying that people cannot be confident about the, the way they look. It's just that as long as they're being humble about it and they're not making other people feel bad about the way they look a good amount of confidence in oneself is fine right a good a good balance between being confident in yourself and also being humble adding to that i think as long as that person's not toxic when they're being confident like some people try to act confident or they fake confidence by putting other people down or they compare themselves to other people just to feel better about their own body image. And I've seen that happen. It's not on people that I know, but I'll just say models. For, for example, and both slim models and plus size models, I've seen both men and women commented really cruel and nasty things on both ends. I've seen them call out the slim model that she was anorexic, she had no boobs, she had no butt. And for the plus size models, I've seen them comment that they were obese, they were overweight, that they were not healthy, that they should lose weight, and that whatever they're doing is promoting a toxic body image. Seeing these type of comments, and it really appalls me that these people have so much free time on their hands and that they choose to spread negative energy on the internet rather than doing something productive and positive about themselves. And it's it's funny because I think it almost looks like they actively seek out these pictures or these posts on um, social media in order to spread hatred, in order to spread the, this unkindness. But I think the positive side about social media, like you said, you know, anyone can... Anyone who wants to put out a photo of themselves online and now that we've had more awareness about the different ranges of body sizes and shapes, that has also led to the emergence of the body positivity movement. And I think that's a positive thing about social media is that now that we have this movement, 
people are seeing that oh you know this man or woman has the same body size or they have the same body shape as me and there's nothing wrong with the way I look and I don't have to be ashamed of it like I don't have to conform myself to a specific body standard because not everyone is born that way and I think I have seen like people or at least there's been an increase in acceptance for the way that they look because that's just how the average person looks like that's what I think so too because before I think um like what we mentioned most of the people at the beginning of the hype of social media were those people who were actually confident in themselves who would post pictures of themselves or edited pictures of themselves on social media and even though that is still prominent like a lot of people still do but there has been an increase in people who are happier when they post real photos of themselves with minimal to almost no photoshopping at all of course like there might be some airbrushing but there's definitely a lot of more people who joined the body positivity movement and even the skin positivity movement which I have joined in the past year where we post photos that are completely unedited I think that really helps people accept the diversity when they see diversity. The posts on body positivity and the diversity of shapes and sizes, they're not for people who have who are closed-minded, who have fixed mindsets about what beauty should be like. And this is more for people who felt insecure or who are currently feeling insecure and need that need that positive influence and need that voice to tell them that it's okay to look like this because it's normal. This is what reality is. And mm. reality isn't on social media. No matter how much we think reality is social on social media now, now that a lot of people are being more real on social media, but we got to go out and touch some grass and see people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, no matter how much we try to be real on social media, social media is just fake. Mm. I think I mentioned just like a little bit before that with the YouTube videos now that I don't want to say that quote unquote that they're exposing these people, but in a sense they are. That if you see paparazzi photos of these celebrities and influencers in real life, they look just like everyone else. And sometimes, okay, not in every case, but there are a lot of these influencers that do Photoshop themselves to the point that they don't even, that's not how they look like in real life. And then when you see them in real life, it's sometimes it can be a bit shocking. I guess it just depends on how severe or exaggerated the Photoshop is. But the point is th this experience this whole, I don't want to say movement, but this whole exposing thing, people are talking about it and about how fake it is. So I think that increase in awareness has also definitely helped people in terms of how they view themselves. While the body positivity movement is positive overall, I have seen people try to take advantage of it. Oh, really? And, in, in what yeah. way? In, in a way that there are people who are medically considered obese 
And I'm not saying that people who may be in that certain state that they shouldn't be confident in themselves, but some of these people have no realization that they're in a state where it's like life death situation. They sometimes think it's okay to continue to indulge in that lifestyle to the point like there's no way going back. And I have also seen some people shame people who are on the slimmer and smaller side for even joining the body positivity movement. Some people of the average size or people who are on the smaller side, you know, they also want to join the community and just promote the idea that, hey, body size is not just one. There isn't just a one size that fits all. Like we have different body sizes, we have different body shapes. And some people of those are on the smaller side or those on the average side, they want to join and be a part of this community and promote that positivity and promote that message. But some people who are on the larger side, they use this as an advantage to be mean to these people and spread hate towards these people, dismissing their experiences because simply because they're smaller or that they're of the average size and that they don't deserve to be a part of this community because they don't understand what it's like to be big. Let me give an example because talking, speaking of this, people who don't accept, don't accept people on the skinnier side or people who look relatively normal, they're suddenly shunned from this whole body positivity movement. Maybe it's because um, I personally experienced this or seen someone experience this on Instagram. The body positivity movement was mainly about people who were on the heavier side. But then now, a lot of skinnier people, including me and including this person who I follow on Instagram, she is also on the more skinnier side. And so she's tried to come out and promote body positivity. And I've seen these comments saying that, oh, you're skinny, you shouldn't be part of the body positivity movement. And instead of um, the body positivity movement accepting this side of this body spectrum, it's uh, the size spectrum, they've kind of pushed it back because they've been mainly focusing on the problem of fat shaming. But then now, I think the problem has also shifted to skinny shaming as well. As you've said, there have been some models who have received these comments that they were anorexic, that they were bulimic, that they had eating disorders and they should go see a doctor, even though they probably are just skinny or these people are just skinny. So yeah, I think it's important for like, for the future of this body positivity movement to start being more inclusive I guess we have come to our last question, which is how should we build or maintain a positive mindset about our body image or positive body image? I think it's different for everyone. So my main advice is to focus on yourself and cultivate your own happiness. Back then, when I was 
not confident about myself and when I despised my own body image I hated the way that I felt about myself and I was stuck in this negative mindset and I wanted to change that I wanted to feel good about myself and I think that's the thing you should change for yourself and not for anyone else it should only be about you and coming from you And at the time, I decided to change for myself. So I went on a fitness journey where I did not restrict myself. I still ate a good amount of portions. I went on a healthy diet and I exercised daily at the time. And I lost weight. And when I did lose the weight that I wanted to, it felt like this burden, this negativity just was lifted off my shoulders and I was finally able to feel good about myself and for some people who may have been skinny all their life and they want to gain weight perhaps for those people they feel better about themselves after gaining weight and for some people who don't like the way they look and they want to lose weight some might feel better about themselves after losing weight so we should be on a journey to where we want to get where we want to be for ourselves, And it's going to be difficult. It's going to take time. And if you don't really know where to start, I would suggest baby steps, such as if let's say this negative mindset is coming from you constantly compare yourself to people online, then I suggest that you should unfollow these accounts or don't look at don't or don't look at them don't look at social media go off social media give yourself a break another tip would be instead of thinking about these negative things about yourself you should try to modify these thoughts and instead maybe say something positive about yourself or think about something positive about yourself Ask yourself these questions like, what are your strengths? What do you like about your body? What do you like about yourself? And if you think about them day to day, I think gradually you'll be able to build and maintain a positive mindset. It's a joint effort between your Mm. external, changing your external and changing your internal because First, it starts from the mindset. Why do you want to change it? Like how you wanted to change, you wanted to become healthier. You wanted to lose weight because losing weight, you wanted to lose weight for yourself and not for other people's validation. And then when you did lose weight, you started feeling better about yourself. So in the end, it was a positive experience of even though you did change your body image. Some people think that changing your body image is not being accept or not accepting the your body the way that it is. But I don't think that's it. Having mm. a positive body image isn't just accepting whatever way that your body is and never changing it. But it's more of the mindset of why you're changing your body. And so if it's positive, it, if it is truly selfish, 
even though the word selfish has a negative connotation, but if it's truly selfish, that it is for you, you're changing for you, then that's a good enough reason for you to change your body to become healthier. And if you're happy with how you look, no matter how you look, then that is a, po- a positive body image. Like you said, I completely agree that there's really no one size fits all. So you can't tell someone, oh, you should lose weight or you should gain weight in order to feel better. I think I've definitely, like, on one side, you could completely go off social media. But on the other hand, you can also, like what I did, I started a new social media account specifically dedicated to skin positivity and body positivity. And I've posted my face, my bare face on that account a lot more than what I've posted on my personal account where I have all my friends following me. So my mindset going into this was maybe creating a new account specifically for this, for following people who are in the body positivity movement. It can help you slowly build up this self-confidence or build up this positive mindset before translating it back into your everyday life or into your personal Instagram account. All right. So I think that's all the questions that we have. Pinky, how do you feel talking about this topic today? I think it was good. Like it was, it was nice to you know share something personal with you and to everyone who's listening to this podcast. And I feel like people don't talk about it more enough, or at least in a more personal way. Mm, definitely, I think obviously the people who are in who are in the body positivity movement on social media are talking about it, but. It's not a conversation that comes up in day-to-day life. Mm. It was a great conversation to have with you, Pinky. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely proud that you were able to come out of this negative, toxic body image when you were growing up. And that's why I think that when I see you, you're so confident. And um and you're really <laughs> Yes, I actually think uh, when I see you, you walk with such confidence and you're confident about your body or you've reached a point, you've reached a point where you're happy with how you look. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, that's the best thing anyone has said to me. Yeah, and I'm proud of you because especially talking about your history with body image you've definitely come a long way because you were in that you were in that ballet class for 10 years and 10 years is a long time to be stuck in a group of people with a certain a certain beauty standard and the fact that you broke out of it is amazing oh thank you Oli that means a lot to me you're welcome and I'm glad that you know you're able to slowly build and maintain your own body positive image as well thank you I think I just flipped the words I meant to say positive body image (laughs) (laughs) thank you Annie I understand what you're saying 
All right. So I think that's all for today's episode. Do you have any last words before we close this episode? To those that are listening, I hope you enjoyed our conversation and thank you for taking the time to join us. Remember, if you liked this episode, then follow this podcast on whatever social media platform or whatever streaming platform that you are listening to this now. And if you would like to share your own experiences or you want to suggest any future topics, then DM me at amihomeyetpod on Instagram. That's all for today. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.